Right now, uh, from the live from the Seven News desk is our uh, Triple Premiership hero from the Bombers, Tim Watson, joins us. G'day, Tim. Afternoon, Jack. How are you going? Well, we're fantastic, mate. How are we find you on this lovely uh, Wednesday evening, mate? Are we all uh, maked up, up and ready for the news? No, not quite yet. Um, I'll head up there in a minute. Um, I'm just watching Mitch do some recording here now on one of the cameras, so he's ready to go, but I'll join him a little bit later. Big news day again on Channel 7. Always is. <laughs> Tim, it's was here. We'll get straight to the point and the bombers at the moment. Um, new coach, uh, just announced a couple of new captains. How are you feeling particularly about uh, your team? Well, the whole club has been revamped. When you think about it, there's a new chairman. So this time last year, we've got a new chairman, we've got a new CEO, we've got a new coach, and we've got a new captain. So they've laid a completely new foundation for the club. So I'm feeling excited about what they're doing. I think you know, the changes, obviously, were painful at the end of last year, and you know that's been well documented. But I think that the people they have in place, I've had a chat to Brad, and I like the way that he's gone about it philosophically. He said that you know, he really wanted to get his feet under the desk and have a look at the talent that he had at his disposal before he sort of really started to develop exactly the way that they want to play. He wants to play through the strengths of the players that he has. Obviously, you know, defensively, they need to be better. And he was good, if you cast your mind back to when he was coaching North Melbourne, he was a really good defensive coach. They had a really good defensive mechanism which underpinned the way they played. So I think there's going to be some real improvement. <laughs> And, and have you given them, a, like, a grace period, maybe a season, or, or are, you, are your expectations, all right, we've got the positions, people in the position now, we should be should be making finals? Uh, no, I'm not that bullish about that. I don't, I don't think they're there yet. Like, there's a couple of holes, you know, like, I think still in their list. I think they need a bit more talent up front, and I think they probably are down back... Until Zach Reed, like Zach Reed's a, a, a kid who looks like he's going to develop into a really good defender, like a key position defender, but he's got some injury concerns at the moment. So they, I think they're still down in that department. But, um, you know, like I think a pass mark for them this year will be like challenging for one of those bottom eight sides. Uh, so one of those bottom eight positions. So I'm not, I'm not bullish to the point I think, you know, um, they're going to be a great team this year and they're going to challenge for the top four and they're going to challenge for the flag. I don't see that. I just want to see them play in a different way than they've played in the past because I just didn't think what they were doing was sustainable and I just didn't think that we're heading in the right direction. So, you know, if I, if, if from a fan's perspective, if I see that, I think that, you know, there's more positivity around the direction they're headed. Mm. Uh, the Oracle here, Tim. Firstly, congratulations on your wonderful career and a wonderful career of your son, a uh, great young man. Um, Brad Scott, from looking from the outside in... Uh, appeared to be a coach and things you hear that operated a bit in silos, uh, was not inclusive. I wonder now, and I'm just wondering what your thoughts would be, whether he's now done a bit of a journey, he's worked at the AFL, he's a little bit more mature because he did take over North Melbourne at 32. I'm wondering whether he will have a different view on that um, and whether he'll be a little bit more inclusive. Yeah, no, I think so. Like, I think he'd be the first to admit, you know, like when you come into the business as a young coach, you want to probably do everything. You don't have the confidence in your own ability to delegate. Um, and, you know, he said that he got pretty much ground down during that latter period of his time at North Melbourne, and he did the right thing, which is, you know, depart, move into another area, look at football from a different perspective, which he did from the AFL, maybe learn a little bit more about um, leadership and, you know, the empathy that you have to have for people around you and, you know, the people who you are guiding in terms of nurturing their careers and that type of thing. So I think, 
I think he's going to be better for the experience. You know, like he's a father, he's got kids of his own, yeah. um, and just talking to them, like, uh, and and to the people around the club, you're like, and this happens, you know, when you get changed at a football club. Like, there's always sort of like a honeymoon period that everybody experiences. But it seems to me like he has brought sort of this this new style of management, of um, delegation of coaching, of style, all that type of thing, and the players have really, really embraced it in the short time that he's been there. Mm. And you're, you, you're, um, you're familiar with comebacks, having made a comeback yourself. Yeah. Uh, Tipper, with his comeback, how's he looking and how do you see him fitting into the side? Well, he's a super talent. Like, we've all seen that. And they missed him last year, his goal-kicking ability. Okay. They say that he's, you know, he's been training really well, um... You know, Scotty's still trying to work out exactly how best to play him because he is a burst player. He's not an endurance athlete, but he can be devastating with his talent up front. So they missed that last year at ground level. I'm expecting... Well, going, I, I interviewed Brad Scott a couple of weeks ago and had a, you know, a good chat to him outside the interview too. And my expectation is that you know, he will play round one. Um, and you know, he'll excite fans like he did previously. It's extraordinary how, how popular he is at Essen with the fan base. Oh, like they, they absolutely love him. Oh, he's absolutely. And, and as you say, he's that explosive sort of player. And um, I think Jai Menzel's doing a pretty good job too. I think he might fit in there nicely as well. Yeah, no, that is the male. That is the male. So um, I think, you know, if you look at their forward structure, like Wright was a revelation, particularly last year. Um, I, I don't know how he and Sam... We, I, I'm yet to be convinced that two guys who are athletically similar, I think, in the way they move, they're going to be able to play and complement each other. So that remains to be seen whether or not they can do that, you know, playing alongside each other. But, you know, Harrison Jones, you know, they continue to sing his praises in terms of his development too. Mm. And uh, Zach Merritt's leadership, uh, point of difference. What do you see he's going to be or bring different to the table than what Dyson did? Um, well... Yeah, you know, the, the different types of players. I think, you know, like if you if you cast your mind back to Zach when he first played, I know he was Bomber Thompson's favourite player, and Bomber was there as an assistant coach at that time, and he loved the way that he played. I mean, he was a real in and under, inside little midfield type player who was, you know, really super competitive. And then he sort of, in time, he sort of drifted away from that, and he's sort of been more on the outside and receiving and you know, setting play up and that type of thing. I, I reckon if you can go back to a balance between those two, I think he can be a far more effective player. As a leader, I think he's really grown. I think he would acknowledge that you know, when he first was in the leadership group, he got taken out of the leadership group too by a vote of the players. They probably felt that he wasn't empathetic enough to other players and he was too much into his own self about his own preparation and what he needed to do as a player. And I think he's grown in that area too and he's sort of gone away from the club and, you know, he's, 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 he's a really curious young man. Like, I really, really like him because he's really dedicated to the game. He loves the game. He's a real student of the game and not all players are like that. And he really wanted to know how, how he needed to get better as a leader and he's done that. He's done sort of courses around that. He's absorbed a lot of leadership from other people outside of football too. So... I think he's going to be really good as a leader now. Not the first time around he wasn't. He didn't understand it, but I think he really understands what he needs to be now. Yeah. And just one question, one final question from me before I give you back to Jack. Uh, you know, Job's career, you know, he started off slow and he, he had some troubles with weight, which is well, do- well documented, and he became this brilliant player, but he also became a brilliant captain. What was his? Uh, what did he bring from a leadership point of view to the captaincy when he had the role? 
Um, well, that's, that's, it's an interesting question because it's, it's probably hard for me to answer that question because I wasn't there being led by him. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, he, he's, he was super competitive. Um, and he's got great empathy for people, Joe, too. So I think, you know, like, as a, as a leader, like, he was somebody that the players could trust. Um, you know, he had, he had great integrity about the way that he conducted himself. And you know, like he, he, he wanted he wanted to he wanted to win. Like he really desperately wanted to win that when they went out there and played. So and he was you know, he was very prepared to do whatever it took mm. as a player to to achieve that. Um, whether you know, you had to give part of your game away. Whatever it was that you had to do, I mean he was prepared to do that. So I think that was sort of like the things that sort of held him really good stead as a as a leader. Mm. Give me back the Brownlow. <laughs> I think uh, I think Will Setterfield perhaps is someone that can fit into Job's role. Um, wait yep. and see, I guess, but similar sort of height and strength uh, and get the job done. So let's wait and see. Yeah. No, 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 that's a really good point. I think you know, specifically they needed somebody that was a bigger body. And he is. Like, I didn't realise how big he was. You know, as I said before, I was out there a few weeks ago and I stood next yeah. to him and I, he is a big, tall, um, big body midfielder and they, they sadly lack that because if you look their midfield actually they've got they've got a good depth of talent but there's a sameness about them so um, he's going to provide a real point of difference mm, which is I guess sorry Jack no which I guess is what I'm curious about Richmond too recruiting Taranto and Hopper to me is very <coughs> odd because they're very similar type players and then add in Jack Graham is another similar type Trent Cochin is another similar type yeah I just I think maybe they've gone the wrong way but that's just that's just my own view well, we might have to leave it there, Tim, because I know you're, you're very busy. You um, read the news oh, later on. Well, then I just want to talk to you again, Jack. Too. Yeah, no. Well, I just wanted to. Um, Mark Robertson wrote a very interesting piece in the uh, Herald Sun today, um, that, and he mentioned that the Bombers have uh, been a soft club, vanilla, and in merit they have a fighter, a prick, if you like. Uh, would you agree with that? Well, he's super competitive. I don't know if he's a prick, uh, <laughs> but he, he is super. He is super competitive. And, you know, like for any Essendon fan, like you just want your, you just want your team to stand for something. I don't know whether you know soft is a word that gets thrown around. I, I, I think that we just we didn't we haven't really stood for anything when you watch us play. Like it's not something mm. that you could identify easily about Essendon. You know, you can when you watch Richmond play. You could when you watch Collingwood play last year. Um, you know Geelong what they've stood for over a number of years and there are a lot of you can go through all the teams and you can sort of identify a characteristic about those teams but we've sort of you know been one thing and then another and you know sometimes from one quarter to another so um, I think as fans of the club you just want to see your players go out there each and every week and look like you know we are super competitive and no matter what the situation that the players find themselves in a game that you know, the players are going to fight it out. They're going to try and find a way. They don't always find a way to win, but they're going to try and find a way to win and turn it around. So, um, you know, like, I'm, I'm hopeful that that is what we're going to start to see. Very nice. Well, very exciting. Very exciting, Tim. I know, you, I know you're, you're busy, but, um, look, if you need a hand on uh, mornings at uh, SEN, I'm, I'm always available. <laughs> so uh, you've got my number now. Uh, but uh, thank you so much yeah, for well, your time. Okay. Jack, we're always looking for somebody to make us a cup of coffee and run up the street and give us a cappuccino. So. <laughs> Perfect roll. He'd probably mix it up. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, right, Tim. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Thanks Tim. Tim. Thanks, Timmy. Oh, fantastic. Tim Watson, uh, triple premiership superstar with the Bombers.